Today on CityCast Chicago, we're looking at how one theater in the city survived the pandemic as they celebrate 25 years in business. Now that we've gone video, we're not we're not letting go of it. It's we're going to stay hybrid when we come back. Um, you know, we've gotten over 100,000 views since the pandemic online. You, you know, in a good theater year, we'd have 10,000 people come to the theater. It's Thursday, June 24th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. All right, if you had to boil down the last year to two essential experiences, one is probably a frank conversation about race and justice. The other, moving our entire lives online during a pandemic. Chicago's Collaboration Theater embodies both of those experiences. You see, they worked to put on shows to spark social change, but like everyone else, they were forced into the digital world during the pandemic. But now, as the theater celebrates its beautiful 25th anniversary, instead of just rushing back to normal, leaders say they're going to keep some virtual offerings. I'm here with Anthony Mosley, the Artistic Director of Collaboration, and Marcus Robinson, the Executive Director. Marcus, how you feeling first? And then, Anthony, you tell me how you feeling, boss. Oh, man, I'm on top of the world, man, feeling peaceful. How you doing, Anthony? I'm feeling grateful. You know, there's a full moon tomorrow night. And when that when that moon sets, it'll be the dawn of our 25th season. And that's no small miracle. When I think of theater, you know, I know that sometimes it's a group of people who own a space and they rent it out and let people come in and put on shows. And then other times you have like maybe an ensemble or a group of people who work at that company and they sort of put on their own plays. Where does collaboration fall yeah, we're, we're a collective of artists who put on our own shows. And a show for us can be, you know, one person looking in the mirror, you know? I mean, so if art, if it only takes one person to think that a piece of art is art for it to be art, you know, one person thinks it's theater or a show, it's a show. So we we break ourselves out of the very limiting box that, that theater's been put into. I see you, Nanya, Dr. Robinson, get in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we, we, we. First of all, we use authentic voices. You know, st- storytellers that you know have skin, steak, blood, sweat, and tears in the game. Because it's all all about truth telling. So we can get to now, 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 now that you know, okay, uh, well, this is going on in your backyard, and this is going on in our city. What are we going to do about it? And that's that's a part of the whole. It's devised theater for the most part. You know, we we come around the table and we we live through, talk through, relive again through the situations that we're going to portray uh, on stage. And then once we deliver that message on stage, we host a conversation with the audience to like pull it apart, take a look at it. Not like what happened on stage, but no, what's happening in your life right now and. Who are you in the matter of uh, of dismantling racism and oppression? And what small step can you take in that direction? Can you give me a couple examples? I had the great honor to co-write and co-direct a scene with Hydea Pendleton's mother about her murder and her funeral. And then her friends wanted to throw her a bonfire for, their, for her 18th birthday party. And, you know, they're a bunch of city high school kids. They couldn't really figure out the right way and place to do the bonfire. So we did it in the show. 
and they came to the play and they, you know, and, and you know, the, the Tribune critic is sitting across the aisle from Cleo Pendleton while she's watching her daughter's murder and her own reaction. And she came to rehearsal and she said to the girl that played Hydea, you know, you're doing such a great job, but I just want to remind you, Hydea was a trickster and she always had a prank in her back pocket. So you got to have that sparkle in your eye. So you never know when Hydea's goofing with you and going to get you. Yeah, for our listeners, Hydea Pendleton was a 15-year-old girl murdered at a park on, on the south side of Chicago about eight years ago. And, and it really sparked, you know, kind of national outcry. But to hear that your company was performing and not just talking about uh, idea, right? It's you are right there on the ground with her family, helping them to shape her story. And it was, and this is she was murdered three days after performing at Obama's second inauguration. And Michelle Obama gave a, an amazing speech at the funeral and said, "I am Idea Pendleton." You know, so that, that that's one example. We have thousands of true stories, real life that is being shared. Um, and we do, we do, you know, sometimes we add a little fictional flair to it because we are crafted uh, storytellers and we, and we bring video and lights and stage chemistry together because there's a thing that happens when the lights go down and you watch somebody else's story, you lose your own sense of stealth, your brain starts to operate and mimic their activity, the audience's heartbeats align and in that space, we are all ripe for change and ripe to look at things in new ways. Now, of course, during the pandemic, we couldn't all be in that space physically. For collaboration, that meant putting their annual festival peace book online. It typically features short works that travel around the city to different theaters. But 2020 had other plans. And um, the pandemic hit and we said, OK, let's 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 make some videos and we broke that into two different um, programs. One was called Essential Perspectives, and we commissioned five different Chicago artist activists to make their own video on their cell phone about community resilience to COVID-19. And um, it's, it's a staggering collection of five pieces. Um, Sammy Ismat uh, talking about, how, about his father. Sammy's father passed away uh, from COVID-19 that he got from Sammy himself, his son, when the hospital turned him away from um, care because they were uh, booked up and they thought Sammy was too young. And he couldn't even see his own dad, my grandfather, when he got really sick and we knew he was going to die. Um, their final goodbye was... Uh, phone call with bad reception. That's the kind of sharing we have in that format. Phnom has an amazing piece about the South Side and about the riots. Um, uh, Mia Park has a piece about hate against Asians. Ada Chang's A Letter to My Younger Self. I love Ada Chang. I've watched her perform in person around the moth as the host, and she is, I've caught her a few times. Well, so she wrote this for the stage as a one-person read, and we were like, this is, we love this data, but why don't we just kind of turn it into a little movie? Dear student, thank you for your message. I'm very sorry this happened to you. 
I would like to meet in person to discuss the situation further. Let me know when you can stop by. Ada. Dear Ada, thank you for your kindness. We were all furious about that incident. But oh, now that we've gone video, we're not, we're not letting go of it. It's, we're going to stay hybrid when we come back. Um, you know, we've gotten over 100,000 views since the pandemic online. You, you know, in a good theater year, we'd have 10,000 people come to the theater. So if we can keep and grow that 100,000, um, hey, you know, we're just giving people an appetizer or just a little nugget of some truth about what's really happening in Chicago. If they want to come get the full experience, they can come to the theater. I think that we might constantly underestimate technology. And I think it is the key to dismantling oppression, cultivating empathy, and, and getting people to increase their, their, just their personal obligation to one another as humans on this little planet. Yeah, and I'm gonna co-sign that with you and, and, just, and, just, and just, just make this observation. That Saturday, we, we celebrated a new federal holiday, Juneteenth. Just last June, last Juneteenth, virtually, uh, it was instantaneous we got the news about George Floyd because the technology gave it to us in a flash. The technology and that little girl with her courage standing in the face of all that power and with that one piece of technology sharing with the world the news of what is actually happening now, we're all able to mobilize and begin to make uh, the dramatic change that isn't going to take another 150 years to get done. Dr. Marcus Robinson and Anthony Mosley are helping lead Collaboration Theater into their next 25 years together. I appreciate y'all for being here. Thanks so very much, Jacoby. It was so great to, to spend time with you. Thank you so much. You can celebrate their 25th anniversary tonight at their party, Moonset Sunrise in Avondale. You can find the details in the show notes. some good news to get you through. I know you were concerned, but yes, Chicago basketball will be represented in Tokyo for the 2021 Olympics. Sky Center Stephanie Dolson will join the first ever women's three-on-three basketball tournament and Bulls all-star guard Zach Levine will be making his first trip to the Olympics as he is committed to joining the men's basketball roster, which is hoping to make it four in a row this summer. Remember, for more Chicago stories, sign up for our daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. As always, I appreciate you for listening. Rate, review, share the podcast if you're loving it. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Peace.